wird. Recording? Okay. Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast, guys. Uh, with your host, Zahar and Lucas, we have a special guest, Trevor. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, what I don't really know what to introduce yourself as, but go ahead. You're... All right, everyone. Uh, my name is Trevor. I'm a huge uh, Vancouver Canucks fan. Uh, born, born in Vancouver, uh, and I study at Western University. What are you studying? Earth science. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so, so we can get we can get right into this. So, uh, so Trev, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you playing the the Jets first round? Wild. Wild. Okay. Um. So, how do you feel? It if the season starts, we don't know if it's going to happen. How would how do you feel uh, about the Canucks taking on the Wild? Oh, I feel pretty good because I think the Wild are an interesting team because they aren't a really strong offensive team. Um, they're kind of better at protecting the net. And the Canucks, one thing that they can do is score. Um, and so I think when it comes to that, I think they'll be able to fill the net a little bit against the Wild because they aren't the strongest team offensively. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with the skill that the Canucks have. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. Now, and I know that the uh, the Canucks are a little uh, they're a little spotty on the defensive side. So a little bit of the Wild might be kind of a perfect team because, like you said, they're not a very strong offensive team. But if you were to point out sort of this uh, a weakness that that um, that the Wild might wanna might wanna hit, it would be probably probably their defense and what what specific pair are or you'd be a little concerned with whoever tyler myers is playing with do you like tyler uh, myers because i was a little i was a little shaky on that on that signing at the beginning of the year because it just looked like a lot of money i don't mind tyler myers i think that contract's going to age terribly um but i think the thing with tyler myers is he's not great on the in the defense zone really um he's he's a guy that i don't know it's weird like he's tall and he's long so you can kind of get a stick in the lane but i don't know i don't trust him with the puck in the defensive zone in the defensive zone okay which is i clearly i clearly haven't watched tyler myers a lot because i would just assume he'd be a great defensive defenseman because of just how tall he is and how yeah and how how great his range is he he I don't know. It's interesting because he's he's one of those guys that he's very inconsistent. Okay. So it's just like sometimes you'll see him jump up and you're like, wow, Tyler Myers is playing really well. But other times he'll like just make a boneheaded play in the defensive zone. And you're like, all right, why are we paying this guy $6 million? Reminds me of Jake Gardner, kind of. Yeah. If, if he was 6'9". <laughs> Jake Gardner was 6'9". <laughs> Which many people wish that he was because many people wish that Jake Gardner was 6'9 because, like, then he would be the defensive defenseman that, that that everyone wanted him to be, but he just couldn't be. Yeah. I don't know. I think the biggest thing with Myers is, yeah, it's just he's so inconsistent. And, like, some days he'll – some games he'll play really well, and then the next game he'll just turn the puck over. He'll just be a terrible machine. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't even know that I didn't know Tyler Myers had like th- those problems. 
I thought he was. I thought he was actually a. I, wow. So that's shocking to me. I don't know. Again, I think with the Canucks defense, it's Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And then you have uh, Chris Tanev is great on the defense. That pair is so fun to watch because I'm sure Hughes it is. Does, does whatever he wants, and then Tanev locks it down. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't really. I think Myers is playing with. He's either playing with Edler or Stetcher. Oh my god! I can't believe Edler's still on the team. It feels like he's he's been there since since they went to the cup, right? Yeah, before that, I think. Well, I hated rookie Edler. Young Edler was the most frustrating player I've ever I've ever watched. But he he got a lot better, and he's kind of the Canucks have never really had an elite defenseman. Um, Quinn Hughes is the guy that everybody's hoping will be that. Because um, I think with the Canucks, the thing is, is, yeah, they've never had, like, the best defensemen they've had in recent history are guys like uh, Matthias Olin, Ed Jovanovsky. Um, one guy I had really high hopes for was Luke Bourdon, but that was really unfortunate what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, sir, in your opinion, um, is, is Quinn Hughes going to be the Calder, uh, Calder Trophy winner? I don't know. I I mean, I mean, it's my bias with the Canucks. I think he should, but I mean, Kale McCarr is incredible. Um, I just I don't know. The thing with the Canucks is it's always being wary of that West Coast bias because yeah. like, nobody cares about a lot of those teams on the West Coast. Like, it's so. It's not that. Being... It's not that they don't care. It's they most of the teams on the West Coast are kind of shit. So. I mean, it's also that just they they play so late, and most people mm-hmm. there's a lot more. Oh uh, yeah. Than the yeah, so yeah. Nobody's gonna stay up till one a.m. Eastern time to watch a West Coast team they don't care about. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, no one's gonna watch, you know, Arizona versus whatever the Ducks at, yeah, at exactly. ten, ten at night. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it was different. Like when the Kings were really good, like people had to pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when the Kings were good. But, like, most of those teams, like, it's – I don't know. I mean, also just as Canucks fans, from what I've seen, is just Canucks fans have this, like, thing where they just assume everyone's against them because they don't get as much coverage. It's kind of funny, we, actually. We assume everyone's against us. Yeah, no, it's so funny. The The hatred between Vancouver and Toronto is is so funny. I hope you know it's like, all one-sided. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Although, in the 90s, they were in the same conference. Yeah, the Leafs were in the West in the 90s, which and is, in the which, West, which is and they, insane to me. They matched up a few times, like the 94 mm-hmm. playoff. Like, yeah, there the was a playable rivalry there, but now it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I think it's jealousy. I, I, I think so, too. Like, I remember, I remember years ago, we uh, – it was like the Leafs and Canucks had some bench clearing brawl and, and just all Canucks fans were just like, well, that's just cause Toronto was a bunch of idiots. And we, and it, like, they were just going down our throats and we, we were just kind of like, okay, cool. Was it, was it Burroughs and Kadri going? Yeah, it was the Bur- Burroughs and Kadri. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Burroughs just kept going after, I think Burroughs went after Riley and Kadri kept being Kadri and he was being an ass. Um, and I I hated Alex Burrows for I I, I hated him for so long because he was oh, such a man. he was such a player you hated to play against. But I'm sure he was a great player. Oh, yeah, to I have. loved I loved him. Him 
because I mean he played the Sadines too, right? So you touch one of them, and Burroughs just Burroughs just does what Burroughs does. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Burroughs was a player too, which which made it more which made it more irritating. It was like he was in a way like Brad Marchant, where it's like he was an ass, but he was a player. He could score. Yeah. He could score thirty, thirty-five goals. Yeah, no, he's he's a huge fan favorite in Vancouver. Also, he's a guy went undrafted, played through the ECHL. Like he's a guy, like he started way down and he worked his way up. Um, and you look at a guy like Antoine Roussel, um, who was also on the Canucks. He is a guy that, like, Burroughs was his like inspiration because he went through a similar path. So, do you think going back to the Quinn Hughes conversation? Do you think that people might might Quinn Hughes? For the for the stupid reason that, uh, I don't know. I think I think the biggest thing is just I think Kale McCarr is a guy that um, his team is better. He's gotten more public exposure. Like you've seen him more um, hmm. in terms of like overall. Like you probably see more Avalanche games, especially in the U.S. And you're going to see Canucks games. Um, and I just think, I mean, they're both so dynamic. They're both like when they're on the ice, you notice them. Yeah. Right. Like you're never going to watch a Canucks game or an Avalanche game without noticing Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes. I think the biggest thing that makes it interesting is that Kale McCarr missed like 10 games with injury. So like Hughes has more points, but he's also played more games. So it's kind of an interesting comparison to, because a lot of people will just look at points. In which case Hughes is there, but then if you look at like points per game, I'm not 100 sure, but I think McCarr has the edge there. Yeah, Kyle McCarr has more. It's like 2.2 to 1.9 or something like that. Yeah, that's like still a, that's still insane. He has yeah. two 2.2 points per game. Um, I think so. I don't know. One second. Oh, that's that, that's what I was reading. I mean, that's only what played fi- with Nathan. That's that's only- what happens when you play with Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, he only played. Uh, he only played like fifty games, or fifty something games, and then he had like fifty points or something. The that's insane. Thing, like, like if you play with Nathan McKinnon, it seems like yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, the one thing with Hughes is, like, without Quinn Hughes, the Canucks are not a good team. Yeah, like, that's the whole. Like, my thing is, what are the like? Um, uh, what are the qualifications for the Calder Trophy? Like, is it by points or is it like best performance as a rookie? Like, what is the like, what qualifies you as the best rookie in like the NHL? I don't know. I think like it's different from the heart, where like the heart is definitely like, although the heart is weird because it seems to be voted as best player, but it should be most important to your team. Yeah. Um, but with the Calder, I think it's just. That's what makes it so interesting too, is that it's kind of hard. Nobody really, it's kind of hard necessarily sometimes to define best because there's so many different like things where like Colorado, they're a good team without, Camel Car definitely makes them a lot better, but they're still a good team without him. Um, whereas with Quinn Hughes, I think the Canucks are down, way down in the lottery without Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the lottery, that's in two days. I didn't. I didn't know that until I until I watched yeah. it. Like the draft lottery is on Friday, and it's gonna be yeah, weird I, to see what happens. How surprised are you that you're not there? 
I don't know. The thing with, I mean, we still could be. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. The <laughs> point could still point. be. But how were you? Were you surprised? I guess that um, did the Canucks end the season in a playoff spot? Uh, by point percentage, yes. Okay. But little yeah. point, no, because they played less games than a couple of other teams. Okay. Were you were you surprised that they were either in a playoff spot slash in the hunt for a, for for that for either a divisional spot or a wild card spot and not a lock for the draft lottery? I thought they were going to compete this year. Like I thought it was going to be close. Um, they were leading the division like a couple weeks before the shutdown, which that was what really surprised me. And then Markstrom got hurt and they fell off the cliff. But yeah. Yeah. He's I think he might be the most important guy on your team. Oh, 100%. And I know he's uh either an, he's, he's either an RFA or a UFA at the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, he's unrestricted. So I mean, that's signing goalies is, is really is really hard to see. Like look what happened with Bobrovsky. Like that yeah, just think, that that just ended so quickly. So what's going to what's going to happen with him, do you think? I think the biggest issue with Markstrom is the expansion draft. That's actually a good because point. You have to protect either if you resign him, you've got to protect him or Demko. You gotta leave one unprotected. Have you liked Demko as you've seen him? I think he's he's not there yet. But like I don't know. He's you know one of those guys, big body, like he's athletic. I wouldn't tr- – the thing with that is, like, I wouldn't trust him to be a starter next year on a playoff team. But I think he can get there. When is the expansion draft? Summer 2020 – is it next summer? Uh, I, th- I think – Okay, I'll Google it. It might, be, it might be either the summer of 2021 or 2022 because just because of, because of everything – because like COVID and everything, everything that that could be it. But uh, it's either next summer or the summer after that, and that's and that's another another good point where you know you have to protect protect your protect your goalie. And I think this year this year might be a a, a year to really see June twenty twenty one. I think the Canucks should re- June twenty twenty one. So I think I personally would resign Markstrom and. Then, if you kind of split him and Demko, you could see which one you want to protect. Would you? Would you see? Would you? Would you see that? I think one of the other issues with the contract negotiations is that Markstrom will want some sort of no move to force himself to be protected from the expansion yeah. draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like that's something that he will leverage in negotiations. And I think the biggest thing with the Canucks is they have, I think. Like 18 million to re-sign other guys for next year, and that includes Toffoli, Tanev, and Markstrom. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- that's. So, you probably you could probably only keep two of them. Yeah, but now another, you see another that... player who I thought I thought that the a player I thought that wouldn't work out that worked out tremendously was JT Miller. I thought that I thought Jim Benning really hit the hit the ball out of the park. He did he did give up a first round pick, but JT Miller has been fantastic so far. Uh, he he's played really well uh, on the Canucks. Yeah, no, I I really like JT Miller. He fits really well um, with Pedersen, him, Pedersen, and Besser. That line was just so fun to watch. And it, 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 he 
he surprised surprisingly to me because because Jim Benning gave up what was a first round pick. Um, uh, I thought that I thought it wasn't going to work out, but it worked out really well. And he, he what's he have like two years left, three years left on his deal? Yeah, he was on a longer term deal for like five mil per. Yeah. So if he and if he and Besser and Patterson can work together, assuming Patterson resides at something oh, <laughs> something oh, good, oh. which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry I'm not gonna worry you about that because people like people in Toronto where it's like it would be like two years before like all all our big guys came up yeah. and it's like how so how much money do you think they're gonna make? I don't know. Yeah, it's Pedersen and Hughes are both up. Same year. Yeah, because Hughes. Oh, wow. um, when he came up, because he was playing college, they burned the first year of his entry level last right. year. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's only got this year and next year on his entry level. Oh, okay. So you guys are going to have the same stuff that we have to deal with with Yeah. Marner Let me tell you, Matthews. it ain't fun. It yeah. ain't fun. <laughs> the other problem is you've got uh, Louis Erickson making $6 million. Oh, my God, um, Louis Erickson's still a Canuck. I forgot about that. He's got, like, two yeah. years left after this. Doesn't he have, like, one point? Absolute plug. Like he's, I mean, he. he but everyone knew that was going to be bad. Everyone knew that was going to be bad. That whole free agency class was awful. The top three free agents in that terrible. Agency, it was uh, like him, Lucic, Lad. Oh, Lad. Lad's in, played the AHL this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty Lucic sure like can't skate. Lucic can't skate, and he got traded for James Neal, and James Neal has like what 25 goals Wait. this year. Lucic was on no, the free market. He was on the free market the same year that Louis Erickson. That's how he got. That's how he ended up on the Oilers. I think it's oh, funny though because okay. uh, Lucic played for the Giants. He's from Vancouver Giants. He's from BC, and I remember Canucks fans were going nuts about wanting to sign him because you know he killed them with the Bruins in 2011. Thank God, I take Erickson over Lucic. I'll put it that way. Because one, because one makes less. <laughs> I yeah no Louis Erickson, the guy. It's so funny because he's so overpaid. He just became this like meme in Vancouver because the only goals he ever scored were empty netters. <laughs> he's, the he Zach, said, he's the Zach Hyman of, of, of the Canucks. But it was the their line. It was Horvat, um, Pearson, and Erickson. It kind of became their defensive line. And it was this running joke that whenever the Canucks are up one and the other team had the net empty, just stick that line on and they'll score an empty netter. <laughs> uh, you think Jim Benning... Was- do you think Jim Benning's gonna stay on uh, for another like three years, or do you think he'll be he'll be out soon? I think they'll stick with him for a little bit. I think the, the I think the really interesting thing will be to see how the draft shakes up in the next few years because um, I've heard a lot of kind of Benning wants a lot more control of the draft, and they just let go of Judd Brackett, who I think was kind of the mastermind behind a lot of their recent drafts. Um, and Benning, they, they kind of had a falling out because Benning wanted more control of the draft, which kind of scares me because um, the last time Benning had like full control um, and didn't necessarily go off of his like assistants and head scouts, he took Ole Levy over Maskechuk. Or Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, either way. Oh, again, Oli Levy is a guy I think I think he'll be an NHL player. He's nowhere near worth being selected where he was, but I think he will play in the NHL at some point. Uh, you had a question, Sahar? 
Um, yeah, I was just asking, like, how the whole, like, situation about the whole coronavirus and how, like, how is the team doing now? Or, like, are they, like, practicing in rings? And, like, because we were talking about how the Leafs were practicing, starting to show up at rings and, like, things. And how's just the whole, like, uh, not environment, but, like, just the mood around the team now, like, before going into, like, the phase two of uh, phase two of the return to play? I think Vancouver is an interesting place too because I mean they're one they're looking at potentially being one of the um, oh yeah the city. hub cities the, um, Minnesota, so, Minnesota Minnesota Columbus, and Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. Columbus were all out yeah. so it's here I'll I'll find it keep talking yeah it's like Vegas Vancouver Edmonton and somebody else but um, yeah because I think the West Coast is doing a lot better with it they got hit first in terms of Canada so they've um, I know they're talking about um, starting to open up like rinks at UBC and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. I haven't heard too much about um, their kind of what they're doing and returning to play and all that stuff. Um, I know I think a few of the guys are. Um, I don't know if guys like Pedersen went back to Sweden or not, but um, I know a lot of the Finnish players are talking like over around the league are talking about chartering their own flight to come over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. It, it is, it, it's kind of interesting too because it's a very young core. Yeah. That the Canucks have um, with Pedersen, Besser, um, like Hughes. And like you look at like their veteran guys, like even like Bo Horvat's pretty young. Yeah. How um, is he as have... a, how is he as a captain? I like, Horvat, I think he's he's one of those guys that, like, even like the couple years they didn't have a captain, like, the all of the Canucks fan base was like, he's the guy, like, he better not pick someone else. Um, I just think he's just one of those guys that he's a leader. Yeah, okay. he's not necessarily the best player on your team. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's gonna kill penalties. He works hard. Um, and he's just he's just one of those guys that. He's one of those guys that you want in your team, but he's not necessarily going to be a star. Yeah, okay. Um, so the teams that are – the cities that left are Vegas, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, L.A., and Chicago. My thing is, I honestly I, – it's going to be Vegas because that was basically 50% confirmed. And I don't understand if they can do it Vancouver, Edmonton – or LA because this will be two like Western locations for the stuff. So I'm I must think LA might not make sense to me just for the fact of how LA is not even in the not even in the the system this uh, this playoff format. Yeah, yeah, I guess that might help though because then there's no like bias. I know like home ice advantage is not really a thing because there's no fans, but like there is something about being in the comfort of your own building. Yeah. I think so. Like I, like I've heard rumors that Vancouver might be like the Western Conference hub, and like as a Canucks fan, I was like, that sounds amazing. Because I mean, even if there's no fans, like you're in your own arena. Um, there's there's that that certain comfort about being home, you know. See, but it's like, kind of like to to me, it kind of reminds me of like uh, I know Trevor, you're a big you're a big baseball guy. How like the Yankees right field. At Yankee Stadium is like shorter than most than most stadiums, yeah. and how like if you play at your own stadium, you know the advantages and the disadvantages. To yeah, you know the boards, 
Yeah. Um, stuff like yeah, that, but yeah. I was I saw this on Twitter somewhere that they were gonna swap it. So like even if you were like uh, yeah. playing in Vancouver, it's gonna be the Eastern Conference playing in Vancouver, while the Western Conference is gonna be playing somewhere in the East. Yeah, but if they have two West Coast locations, then there's no. Oh yeah, right. Somebody yeah. has to. Yeah. So. That's, yeah. So, so that's why it could be interesting to have it in like Toronto or Chicago and have the West yeah. Coast go there. That that to me might make the most sense because just like yeah. that's that's the NHL's biggest two of their biggest markets. Yeah. So Trev, I'm gonna give you a uh I'm gonna give you a question here. Uh which which Sadine's your favorite? Oh man. Um, hard well, one. you've got Henrik the playmaker and you've got Daniel the goal scorer. Um actually I'm currently wearing a Henrik Sedin shirt right now. <laughs> um I don't know. I've I've always liked Henrik, he's the captain. Um I I don't know, I always have something for playmakers. Like I I don't know, maybe that's just the way that like I played hockey. Um I've always been a pass first guy. Um, I don't know. I just have it's something about the playmaker. And I think Henrik's that guy. He's also been the captain for so long. And mm-hmm. like, especially, um, you know, growing up in the, like going to the early 2010s when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, watching that 2011 team. That was such a good team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break this up. You know, they should have won, right? Oh yeah. But there's there's and a couple of things I... that, and um, if I if I were to just say one thing, you screwed the Canucks screwed the the Leafs that series because we could have trash talked the Bruins as much as they trash talk us for the fact that we we both haven't won Stanley Cups in, in you know decades, but you had to go and lose, so now they have to give us the shit. The one thing I will say is one thing I don't think gets talked about enough. If Dan Hanhus doesn't get hurt trying to hip check Milan Lucic's fat ass, I remember that. Then I. I think the Canucks could have. I'm not saying they would have, but they would have had a better chance of closing it out because Dan Hamus was the best defenseman. In over Kevin Biaxa, really? I th- well, he was the best shutdown guy. I think that the Canucks would have would have won easily if they swept the Blackhawks. Yeah, but then but you wouldn't I- get Alex Burrow slaying the Dragons. That was... However, the dragon did need to be slayed in Game Seven of overtime when you were up three nothing in the series. No, there were some weird so, goals in that playoffs. The, many. When they clinched against the Sharks, where the puck went yes, up the stanchion, yes. Jackson was the only guy who knew where it so, was. So, so it's a hard. This is the goal. So someone hit. Someone hits the puck off this off the stanchion. Comes onto Kevin Bx's stick, and no one else knows where the puck is they think the puck's out of play Kevin Bx just slap shots it in with, without anyone knowing it's there and then the Canucks win because everyone thought the puck was at the stands and that's how and you know you yeah, won that, that series in like five games years, overtime game five I was I was actually I was really I was really rooting for the Canucks even though realistically that was a really unlikable team because you had Braffy Torres and Alex Burrows and... <laughs> oh man that was a team Kevin Bx too Kevin Bx is hilarious Kevin Bx now like you'll see him on like Sportsnet or Spit and Chicklets he's hilarious He's so funny. Him and – I mean, Ryan Kessler is a guy – I liked him when he played for the Cucks, and then he weaseled his way out. Um, but uh, apparently, yeah, no, stuff came out after he left, and he was a locker room cancer, and everybody hated him and <laughs> all this stuff. I loved him as a player. 
I thought it was so it's so weird how Bieksa and and uh, Kessler went to the Ducks in two different trades. <laughs> no, those were interesting. Yeah, that Kessler trade, they they didn't get much. They got like Nick Benito and a couple picks. Mm-hmm. So, I think. All right. So I I think thanks for coming on, Trev. Uh, I think that, that was a great talk. We got an insight on how how you feel about the Canucks, how the Canucks are gonna are gonna keep going. I I wish you the best of luck uh, in the in the playoffs. However, if it's a Leafs Canucks, uh, just final. just one thing on the Vancouver and Wild. I think Vancouver has a like it's it's probably gonna be the like the easiest series for them to win because I think Vancouver is just so much better than the Wild. But, yeah, okay. the wild shouldn't have even been is is what I yeah. is yeah yeah that's that's so, what I mean by saying Vancouver should is gonna sweep them or just so it's not gonna be a series. Trev, you know you know I knowing the you know I love you. Find a way to screw it up. That's <laughs> good point. Good point. Trev, you know I love you, but if it's a Leafs, if we have a Leafs Canucks final, I'm I'm taking I'm taking a dump right right on you and just talking so much trash. That's how it is. That's sports. All right. Are you ready for it? All right. It was great to see you again, Trev. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, say yeah, bud. Yeah. We're back. Uh, thanks, Trevor, for joining us. Um, great some insight about the Canucks and just how their fan base is doing during this kind of stuff times or during this times. Um, so, first of all, um, I want to congratulate Steve Dangle for having a kid and um for being a father now and yeah um if you want to go check out like whatever he uh, everything he talks about he posted a new video uh i just want to say congratulations because like we both met because of him and we started this podcast because of him and just his influence on like sports in toronto as like as as leafs fans so yeah you want to say anything it's crazy because i watched steve since i was nine years old like I've watched him since he was making like you know videos in his mom in his <laughs> videos in his room at his mom's house with like shitty you know half screen half the, screen the uh, webcam yeah yeah half screen webcams and now that he's turned into this and now he's he's had he's welcomed little Leo into the world it's it's fantastic and I'm so I'm so happy for him I'm I'm so happy for him I was watching like the video and then I'm thinking to myself that like um he's he's gonna say that he's like his wife's pregnant but then he just brings out the kid like i saw on twitter but i'm like i did it didn't register to me that that's his kid i thought that I was thought, adam's kid i saw i saw on uh i saw on the twitter i think i saw the same gif i saw the, so the gif i saw i thought it was like a doll that he was being like hey hey this is gonna be me in nine months but it was his yeah, yeah. kid yeah i felt like an, i felt like an ass but i'm so i'm so proud of him and i'm so happy for him I was I was so shocked. Like I was like, good for him, and like it's wild because like nothing even like came up or anything. Like and it's no one, nothing. no one knew. I like no, no, none of the fans knew. Yeah, but... no one, no one knew anything about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we have the draft. Um. This Friday. The lottery. Oh, sorry. The lottery. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh. Uh, do you want to have a bet to see who who is gonna um who's gonna go all right uh, first overall here's a a story top three here here's my story quick story my dad and i had a bet last year my bet was that um 
uh, what was it? What was it um, Colorado? Remember when Colorado and Ottawa swapped picks? Yeah. So last year, Ottawa had sorry, Colorado had Ottawa's like top pick, right, in yeah. the draft lottery. Yeah. So our bet was like, I bet that Colorado was going to get the first overall pick with with Ottawa's pick because that's yeah, just yeah. it, and he and that was our bet. Yeah. And and my mistake in that was was guaranteeing like oh they will guarantee get the number one pick i should have yeah. been like i will guarantee they get a lottery but they didn't even yeah. get that yeah, yeah so yeah. so it's i lost that lucky bet. for ottawa lucky for ottawa and if i'm gonna be honest i think brady kachuk with brady kachuk probably wins that trade because i don't I, even know who they picked i don't yeah, even I, I don't even know if he's playing in the nhl yeah so this year if i were to if I were to bet, here's, uh, here's what I would do. I think that the Ottawa Senators will have the number one pick over the yeah. Detroit Red Wings. I was, I was going to say that. But I'm going to go again and say they will get it with San Jose's pick. Not their pick, with San Jose's pick. Oh. I, Just for yeah. some salt in the wound. Yeah, I guess. No, that would be great. But like because of that second, uh, because of that pick, they have like a six percent or eight percent higher chance than uh, Buffalo does or Detroit does. Because when you combine the two, they, it comes up to have a higher percentage than uh, Detroit, which is all gonna right, be so funny. Because the, all right, so they have like Tankathon dot com for the uh, for, for the for the draft lottery. So what are the so odds? I'm gonna yeah. So the odds I can't necessarily necessarily see however oh, okay i know me. that detroit i know detroit has like a 20 or sorry like an 18 point something percent yeah uh so i i think that ottawa with san jose's they'll get they'll get lafreniere and how how like somewhat cool is that gonna be that's gonna be great yeah uh i'm gonna say that detroit then gets quentin byfield with the second pick and i'm gonna go off the board I'm going to say the see the New Jersey Devils seem to always win something in the draft lottery. Yeah. So I think that they'll get 3 and then and then it'll fill out from there. So I'm going to go Ottawa, Detroit and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I I'm saying because Buffalo uh New Jersey always has has that luck and they're kind They've of won trash, the draft lottery so... like twice in the last yeah, like, 3 yeah. years. Yeah. So yeah, I think Ottawa has I, – I think Ottawa is going to win, and hopefully they do because then we'll have a good Ottawa team finally or maybe have a good Ottawa team. I don't know. But, yeah. Other than Depends that, on whether or not they, like, decide to spend money on their players. Yeah, and we'll see how the whole um, ownership thing goes out or if it goes out or if, it, if anything happens with that because I think something's going to happen within the next, like, year, year and a half. And we're gonna see some changes in Ottawa, so yeah. Well, so we'll see. we'll see. As we always do, we somehow end up talking about the Leafs, and Austin Matthews, um, apparent uh, got got exposed. Yeah, let's go with that. Got exposed for having COVID by Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun. I don't really want to dwell on the whole. Austin Matthews got a. Uh, got COVID because that's his personal health and who knows how he got it. 
Um, I want to talk about how Steve Simmons completely uh, threw privacy and um, ethics out the window when it comes to uh, players' personal information and like health. Health? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with health. Um, no one – Matthews was alone or living alone, so Freddie wasn't – uh, Freddie wasn't living with him at the time that he got COVID. Um, you know what could have happened? That he, like, ordered Uber Eats and then he got it from that. Like, who knows what happened? I just don't like that Steve Simmons did that, exposing him. And um, I think he might get um, shadow banned by the Leafs for that. And then the Leafs came out with later with a statement saying that they're going to follow the NHL rules where that uh, the COVID thing is all health. So they don't have to tell, they don't have to tell the media who or what or when uh, got the virus. You have anything to say to that or no? Oh, I have many things to say. Many, many, (laughs) many things to say. Now I was so incredibly mad when my good friend Sahara woke me up from a nap telling me that my favorite player has got COVID-19. Yeah. That actually and happened. And then, oh, that actually happened. You're my, you're the greatest, by the way. Yeah. And then I see that it was Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun writer. Yeah. Sports columnist. Say, quote, Post-media exclusive has tested positive for COVID-19. My breaking story, Sammy Colon. I'm thinking this isn't real. How could this happen? I'll tell you how it happened. Steve Simmons doesn't give a flying fuck about anyone's (laughs) privacy. He does not care about you. Oh, this is your private matter? Doesn't matter. It's my column. It's my story. Well, okay. So when I did wake up, uh, when I woke up, Lucas, he's like, oh, let's wait and see if other thing, if anybody like confirms it. And then I'm like, yeah, that's actually a good point. And no one else confirmed it. No, until the Leafs, funny. Yeah. Until the Leafs, like the, on the next, like the day after came out with that statement of, this is a private matter. It doesn't have anything to do with, we won't name any of the players, which was interesting because I don't think anybody else wanted to like get the backlash of like exposing the person's health because before that, oh, it's almost like you're not allowed to expose someone's private health matters. Yeah. Before that, no NHL player was like named to have COVID. I know a couple of football players and, uh, and a tennis, the tennis player, um, uh, Djokovic. Djokovic yeah um he was but like he everyone's had video of him partying and like throwing up events where everyone's like oh no wonder you got the virus um like and, it's stuff like yeah. that where I'm just like okay but but you're an idiot you're an idiot for yeah. doing that during a time yeah. like this so um, you're saying that no player has been named because they want to keep their own privacy because that's yes. their right in the NHL How no one funny. has or no active player has been named there were a couple of, like uh, retired players that got it and they like said themselves, but no active player said uh, that they had the virus. So, oh, it's almost like it's wrong to expose someone's private health matters if they don't want the world to know. Yes, it is wrong. Um, he now, is asy- I was, I was upset. Asymptomatic. 
So he should be good to go for phase three of training or phase two or wherever, whatever phase we're still in. So, so I think we're in phase two and congratulations to you for entering phase two with me in the, in the Ontario government. Oh now, yeah. I can go get a haircut finally you can get today. A haircut today. Yeah. So I was upset that day because that was also the day that those three lightning players, by the way, unnamed lightning players, yeah. And unnamed staff yeah. got got COVID-19. And yeah. we were put to the, you know, hockey should be canceled, yada, yada, yada. Maybe it should be, maybe it shouldn't be. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. My, I'm, I'm too biased and I love the sport too much to be like, I don't want this. Like, honestly, not, you've, we've waited this long. They have to put something on the ice. Yeah. That's because what if it, not, it's going to be like, what was the point of this? Why didn't you cancel this? Like, Two weeks after you cancel the season. Like, this is ridiculous. And they and Gary Bettman has said numerous times, he said numerous times, like, we know that people are going to get it, but we, but we have made uh, certain arrangements for people to, uh, to, for people to have it and for the season to continue. Yeah. And I am ne- I've never been the biggest fan of Gary Bettman, but there's been so many times during this, this quarantine that I'm like, I cannot say enough positive things about this man during this time. And I'm so yeah. thankful he is my GM yeah. or my GM, my the commissioner of my favorite league. So back to, back to Steve Simmons. So Steve Simmons posts this article. A lot of people are upset. Lots of people, lots of Leaf fans are upset. He puts out the most whiny tweet I have ever seen in my entire life. It's been reported. It's been verified. Why are so many members of the hockey media closing their eyes and pretending that Austin Matthews' story didn't happen? Much like it happened to Ezekiel Elliott, and nobody ignored that story. Privacy for one and not the other, question mark. Isn't Ezekiel Elliott a football player? He's the Dallas Cowboys running back. Yes, and did he not say that he got it? Like, it wasn't like... Oh, he said it himself. He went out on social media and said that he had COVID-19 because he was was okay with telling the world that he had this. Austin Matthews, on the other hand, was not okay and would have wanted this to stay private. But no, you're not allowed to have a private life in the eye of Steve Simmons. This comes along my desk. I could write it for the entire world. Yep. Like, oh, Steve Simmons has such a track record of just pissing off the Toronto Maple Leafs that I'm so thankful in a way that this happens so that, we, so that the Toronto Maple Leafs will now tell this guy to go fuck himself and he's never going to be in a conference for at least, at least the next year. Like, I am – oh, he should not be entered into that building and he should not be able to get a quote from a player, a coach, a GM – Nothing. He shouldn't be able to step foot in Scotiabank Arena until he has learned his lesson and has reviewed his media ethics from his first year of university. And he can finally write an article that he has given the head, the, the go on, the thumbs up from someone that he's allowed to write it. Because what he has just done has opened such a big can of worms because he does not care about anyone's privacy. Just because, okay, just because it was reported to him from someone who wasn't Austin Matthews does not mean that it is appropriate and ethical for him to just blurge out Austin Matthews' medical history. It is unethical to the point where 
I am yelling into a microphone. I I could give I could give a shit if Austin Matthews actually got COVID nineteen. Everyone everyone's you know it, it happens. It, like it's a freaking pandemic. It's Literally, really, it's everyone happen. is vulnerable for it. Everyone is vulnerable. No one is. No one has the immunity. Like yeah. I could I could give a crap. But the fact that you would do this, that you would just full on expose the biggest player in this team on this team and the most loved, arguably most loved Leaf, that you would just expose him is yeah. one of the most unethical things I've ever seen in my life. I just spat on my computer. That's how one mad thing, I am and I'm cleaning it up. One thing I am surprised about is that Matthew's camp like came out, like didn't come out or say anything. That's because one thing I'm because like, surprised that, then about. he wins. Then Steven Sim- then Steve yeah. Simmons wins. Yeah, I know. But like I'm just surprised that like in this day and age where like there's so much social media that we got nothing from them. And hopefully he feels better and he'll be able to come back and practice with I think he will. Like I think he, he will he will be fine he says that he's uh, in this in this article he said that he that he is hopeful to come back for uh for phase three which starts which starts on Jul- on july 10th but, but to do that to someone is one of the worst things you could do one of the one of the most unethical things ever he should he has to go back to university after that yeah by the way, on ethical issues in media, one of the most boring classes you'll ever take. Yeah, and it like in in theory it should be more helpful, but it in reality it's not. Like the stuff they teach you was not very productive. So yeah, um, is there anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to wrap up? Um, because nothing else really happened. So well, like, should we should we maybe touch? I think we could touch on the fact of like the. You know, there was an outbreak in in the lightning facility, and we're we're not a hundred percent sure if like anyone if anyone else if anyone else there has been has been tested positive. Thirteen minutes ago, Chris Johnson, the oh, Tampa Bay Lightning have reopened their training facilities to players for phase two or voluntary phase two. So from that from the looks of it, um, I think the facility is clean. I don't think anybody else has the virus, so I think they're good to go for like 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 if you really like there isn't really anything to talk about like they got the virus they probably went out to a bar because in florida there's like seven thousand new cases a day or something like it's a ridiculous number because they're opening up friggin beaches and shit yeah like opening beaches like uh i don't know if you watch the nelt boys but the nelt boys are in florida and they're just partying with like hundreds of people in like houses and just everyone's there close. No, no one's wearing masks or anything like, um, but then again, was, that's Florida. Okay. I, I know. And that's, and that to me is why people, people, I think were jumping the gun a little too early of like, all right, can't, all right. See you later. NHL, you know, cancel yeah. the season, cancel the season. They got this virus in a place where the COVID numbers are spiking daily by yeah. the thousands and they were saying that, like, within the next couple of weeks, it'll pass New York as, like, the worst hit state for the virus. So, it's it's going up, and it does not look like it's going going to stop anytime soon. In Florida. Yeah, in Florida. I mean, yeah, sorry. And Arizona, too. Arizona's, like, having big oh, numbers, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, and that's, I guess, how how he, how 
awesome as he's got the virus. Yeah. So, uh, before before we go, uh, what shows have you, have you been binging anything? Um. No, I've just been watching a lot of YouTube, playing uh, the new season of Fortnite, which is actually kind of fun now. Um, are you a uh, PlayStationer? Or are you a PlayStation? Uh, Xbox. Oh, okay. Xbox. So last Last of Us Xbox Two came out. Win. Last oh, of yeah, Us Two last came out. Oh, the watching. new PS, the new PS Five came out, or the design came out. The design came out. The, the thing has and, okay. That thing is going to be okay. I know I'm going to buy it. It's going to be like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's going to be up there in price, but like. The thing is, once it came out, there were so many memes about, like, the shape and just the look of it. Uh, and just, like... Dude, I don't care. Everyone was, like, saying that it, like, it looks like someone designed it in 1980s. It looks like a Wii. this is the future. Yeah. It does it look looks like, like a Wii. Wii. And, because and it's and white it, and it's, ver- it's yeah. vertical, not horizontal. See, my thing is, like, can you put it, like, vertically? sideways if you can i'm a little screwed because i always put mine vertically. <laughs> i always like, put mine i like having i like having the xbox vertically because it just looks nice and just on the shelf it like like yeah like this way yeah but then the xbox want or the xbox what is What's it, it gonna be called the next gen xbox, is xbox? X? x i don't know i don't um, but, I, I, yeah look that up i yeah, I'm just, up. i just personally have always been a, i've been a playstation guy because uh i just i like my first my first real xbox x was, xbox x okay my first console yeah. my first console that was mine was my was my ps3 yeah and i i mostly just got it one for netflix and two and two because i wanted to play nhl yeah so i thought it was so cool um, but, no i i always liked xbox because of the controllers i don't like the two thumbsticks right beside each other it just for some reason it doesn't feel good in my hands and, and I don't know. I and here's, and here's just what I and just what I'm used to. I think it's so weird to have one stick here and one stick here, what, like one stick stick at the top left and one stick yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Just, I kind of like to, that. I'm used to it then, this way. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I haven't been. I I, I have Assassin's Creed Origins that I kind of started playing. Um, oh, F is for Family on Netflix. If you want to watch a funny F is show, for Family. Yeah, I've been watching. Sure. I've been watching Community, which is way better than I thought it was going to be. And then I started watching New Girl, which is also a show that is way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, I heard. I heard New Girl is a good show. Yeah, I thought. It, I thought it was going to be very girly, but it's not. Yeah, it's literally just about like girl in like New York, or whatever. It's a girl. Was so it's York? basically this girl, the the girl from Five Hundred Days of Summer. Uh, she yeah. lives in. She lives in L.A. She so she moves into a. She, in L, I think. Yeah, Zoe Zoe Deschanel. She moves into a new apartment with three guys, and it's just her. It's just her living her life with her three best guy friends. Yeah. And I have a friend. I have a friend who's like the tomboyest of tomboys, and I'm just like, this is your life. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. If you want, F is for family. It's like a. It's it's a good show. Um. It's about like, um. You know Bill Burr. Yes. So it's him voicing the main character of the show. I saw King and... of Staten Island. Who's pretty good in that? Oh, I have to watch that King of Staten. Island. I watched the Joe Rogan podcast with Bill Burr. He's he's an interesting guy. And just oh, I've been watching is. I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan videos or podcasts because I'm just bored out of my mind. Pete Davidson Writing... is one of the most underrated yeah. funny guys and funniest guys in the world. See, but th- I like I was listening to a review and they're like the first twenty minutes is like kind of like... useless and pointless. Oh yeah, 
And it, it kind of is because it's just like him getting high with his friends, which yeah, is like just a, it's, just it's a Judd Apatow kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the guy um, who made this, yeah, he did like out. the guy who made this. He made like Forty Year Old Virgin and like Super Bad. No, I don't think. Yeah, he made yeah. Super Bad. But he made he made he made Forty Year Old Virgin. He made Knocked Up. That was the other one. And yeah, yeah. He's uh, so the thing about his movies is it's it's like they're comedies that are like way too long. All of yeah. his movies are usually way too long. This one's like two hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm and. There's a bit of time where it's like you feel the runtime, and I'm just like, okay, when's this over? So you can cut like 40 minutes off each movie, and probably it'd still be a good movie. It's like that. Uh, what was that movie like? Uh, Trainwrecked with Amy Schumer. He did that too, and everyone was like, oh, oh too long. I I'm not a fan of that movie. I I just don't like Amy Schumer in general. Uh, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Amy Schumer fan. Like I'm yeah, sure she's funny. I don't. But... I don't. I don't find her funny. It just. Yeah. My okay. My sisters find the most unfunny people funny. My my sisters really find Melissa McCarthy hilarious. Melissa McCarthy is hilarious in some some of her like movies, like it's Bridesmaids. She's Bridesmaids, hilarious. She's funny. In it. Yeah, she's really funny in that. But just there's too many times where it's just like, oh, I'm the funny fat girl. Like there's too many yeah. times where it's just like that's yeah. her thing. Oh, I'm the funny fat girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, they find Catherine Heigl funny. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. It's like the, I, pro- uh, I probably know who that is. It's just I don't know. So like. she, all she does is like these these super bad rom coms, and she was in she was in Knocked Up, and she that's like the one funny movie she's been in. Oh, her? She, she's the no. she's the girl she's the girl who gets pregnant and knocked up. Oh, she's not funny. I don't like her. She's yeah, she's not funny. She's not. She's not funny. Um, yeah. So all right, yeah, I think we can, I think we leave it there. Yeah, we can give some recommendations to the listeners. Um, next week we should have more stuff to talk about, just hockey things, because it's gonna be the lottery, uh, draft lottery. Um, and we should, I think we should get more info on what cities is as uh, everyone gonna be playing in. That's like by the end of this week they should announce it. So we'll have more stuff to talk okay. about. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess. It's gonna be Vegas and Toronto. It's Toronto. gonna be Vegas and Toronto. It's it's if if, ever, if phase two in Toronto opens up and cases don't spike, then I think it's gonna be Toronto for sure. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Google Play Store or whatever. Uh, and see you guys next week.